Arms Length Reporting, for investors who want the whole story. This is the Corlin Economics Report. Hey, welcome in. Time for the KER Report. We're going to be devoting, devoting normally one segment to, uh, uh, to Dr. Charles Page. Uh, it's going to be a, an optimistic segment. Today we're going to do two because I want to open up with Charles for the special New Year's show. Going to give him segment one and segment two. If you have any questions at all, by the way, and obviously that includes you, Larry, or anybody, just just voice the questions in the blog, and I will make sure. And Chuck goes over the blog pretty uh, pretty religiously, also, so we will make sure uh, that those questions are answered. We're going to get really, really, really interactive this year. Chuck, in your book, A Spoonful of Courage for the Sick and Suffering, which is an excellent book, by the way, if anybody else wants a copy of this, just let us know, and I'm sure Chuck can give you one. I've given away about 30 copies. Anyhow, uh, I want to talk about your chapter 26, Chuck. It's kind of, I think it's, it's kind of a refreshing way to start the year. Um, it's called, it's entitled... How to how to not how not to deliver a baby, courage on keeping perspective. Tell us about that chapter, will you, Chuck? Well, you know, Al, we call it the practice of medicine. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's probably what patients don't like to hear. But I'll just never forget my first day of call in medical school. You know, I was at the Bentob Hospital in, in Houston, which is with a major trauma center, and I was delivering babies. Yeah. And I'd never delivered a baby before. Fortunately, this lady had never had one. Oh, and wow. So, you, know, you know, in medical school, you kind of learn to fake it until you make it. And so I was in that process of, you know, um, kind of faking it, you know, acting like I knew things that I didn't know and that I could do things that I couldn't do. And Anyway, this lady came in, and she it was her first baby, and she was, uh, of course, anxious, and but yet excited. And, you know, I was probably more anxious and even more excited than she was because I'd never delivered a baby before. So anyway, so we're going through the process of waiting for her to, you know, go into labor, and I'm following this lady. And finally she starts to have her baby, and she takes her back to the – we, we wheel her back to this uh, – kind of this room you know there is no doctor it's me as the medical student yeah. delivering this baby and there's a delivery nurse and she's screaming and um you know and i'm there ready to catch the football and uh you know it begins to come down the pike and she begins to scream and wail and and uh you know my heart begins to race and my palms get sweaty and um you know of course the, the nurse in the back is kind of yeah, she's been there and done this before, and she's just kind of yawning in the back. And here it is. I'm, I'm realizing in the moment that man, this is it. I'm, I'm fixing to deliver my first baby, and I'm so pumped. And, and um, all of a sudden, you know, there's a big gush of fluid, and um, as the baby begins to come down the pike, it seems like I began to go backwards, and it's like I was going in this black tunnel. And so <laughs> now it's down, the pi- sudden, down the pike, down the pike, uh, Charles, that's a, that's a, a medical term, right? <laughs> well, after this, you're going to realize that I failed my OBGYN rotation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's why I didn't become an obstetrician. But anyway, um, y- you know, uh, it's funny. I woke up and I had this dull pain in the top of my head and I realized uh, that I was there, that I was there in the gurney beside the patient. The patient was 
looking at me, kind of wondering if something was wrong with her baby. And she didn't know that she just had a rookie there delivering her baby. But, uh, yeah, they had, I'd, I'd passed out, and they had put me in the gurney and put me there in the recovery room with the patient. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those moments, probably one of the most embarrassing moments in my life as a, as a medical student, you know. Uh, you know, you're trying to, you know, be competent and show people that you know what you're doing. And, uh, you know, but, you know, in that whole situation, now in retrospect, I can, I can laugh at it a lot. And I really feel like, you know, Al, one of the things we need to learn in life is just to learn to laugh at ourselves. I, I think I think we just take ourselves too seriously. You know, I've never seen anyone die of laughter, you know, but I've seen a lot yeah. of people get really. I mean, we know it's a COVID crisis going on now. There's so many people that are just they're lonely and they're and they're in a sense dying of loneliness right. and, and sadness. So, learn to laugh at ourselves, even in this crazy time we're dealing with. You know. Um, Interesting, you know, when we laugh at ourselves, it releases endorphins and lowers our stress, improves, improves our mood. There's even some studies that show that laughing um, boosts our immune system, you know, and it, it uh, relaxes our muscles, increases our resilience, helps with our heart health and blood pressure and, of course, anger and anxiety, all those things. And so, you know, I just want to encourage people to find something to laugh about, um, over the holidays, you know, the Bible talks about how a cheer, cheerful heart is good medicine. That's right. You know, but a crushed spirit dries up the bone. And I think so often we forget that um, in our society, especially in the media nowadays. It seems like the media wants us so much to focus on things that make us anxious and things that make us angry and uh, things that make us fearful and you know, just going back and just learning just to take everything in perspective. I think that's one of the things that we're missing nowadays. You know, Chuck, I got to tell you, I uh, I typically try to watch the local news every night because it comes out of Seattle. And um, one thing that I learned watching the local news and also reading, quite frankly, the Drudge Report what Drudge is now doing, and it seems like almost what the local news is doing, is they are imitating a periodical called the National Enquirer. There is nothing... <laughs> no, honest to God, man, there is right. nothing... There's nothing thought-provoking anymore in the news. It's all about somebody in Kent, Washington, you know, fell under a car, you know, and that uh, killed him, and on and on and on. I think people enjoy that kind of stuff. And now I have to tell you, sir, um, I understand why the National Enquirer is such a hot-selling publication. You know, they put it at the checkout stand in the grocery stores up here in Paradise. And I got to tell you, I am amazed that anybody buys that. But that's exactly what the Drudge Report is today. And it's, it's sad, but, you know, that's what, that is what is causing sales. And I don't mean decreases in prices. I mean, that's increasing sales revenue uh, for Drudge, et cetera, et cetera. And I find that to be really a shame. You know, I want to talk about one other thing, because we're going to do one more segment here. I want to talk about something that I think is very serious. And I know some people may disagree with me, and, and that's fine. I mean, my God, I'm, I've now gotten a rapport going, at least with Irish Tony, where we're chatting off, you know, off mic 
via Skype on the air once a week. He's really a great guy. But I got to tell you, Dr. Page, I want to talk a little bit about the COVID inoculations, immunization, I guess yep. I have to say. And um, I'm going to, I'm simply going to relate um, uh, some, uh, some experiences I've had up here with some of my doctor buddies up here. Now, with the exception of one couple, um, all of my buds up here are retired and they don't even, you know, they, they're rather reticent to even talk about medical issues anymore. But, you know, you get to know them pretty well and you, and you, you know, you get them to get a couple of beers in them and they really just start opening up for lack of better terms. And I think that in the next segment, which is pretty short, it's only eight minutes and 15 seconds. I want to say one final thing about COVID and, uh, I don't want to make anybody angry. I just want to say the conclusion that I've come to, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's the conclusion that you've also come to. I want to stress, because I believe you and I have talked about this off mic at length, Uh, I don't think you're recommending it necessarily for anybody. I think that you are saying it's a very, very personal decision. And that's the philosophy I want to talk about, Chuck, and nothing else other than that. Ladies and gentlemen, hang around. About 10 seconds from now, we're going to go into a commercial, uh, and then we're going to come back with uh, Dr. Charles Page, a good guy. Any questions, by the way, in the future, you let us know what they are for Chuck. Chuck.